the term racing royalty, how yes. it's just chronically overused and every second person's racing royalty, but <laughs> not in this case. Anthony Thompson is the owner of the most famous horse stud in the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. and he's had a big week and he joins us. Just before we do, I'll recap those names I said before. Mask yep. Vane, Bletchingly, Todman, General Dedeum, Northern Meteor, Sebring, Russian Camelot, etc., etc. That's yep. the level we're talking about. And Anthony Thompson from Widden joins us. How are you, Anthony? There's no room for royalty out here at Aiklands. We're all on the tools. I'm the guy. <laughs> Everybody I'm is equal at a horse sale. <laughs> all men are equal. Um, and thanks for the beautiful sandwiches. You were the last one holding out with food out here this week. Oh, that's all right. The staff don't need lunch. It's fine. Uh, how's the week been? <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always good. Um, been lots of faces and lots of fun. So we've really enjoyed this uh, this time out here and nice weather and good crowds in and Good trade. Had a great result yesterday for Written by. Yeah, that was uh, a, a really big result. Holy cow! Um, it was the mare. That's not the and holy cow was the price. I probably. think Mick Kent trained holy cow, didn't he? Yeah, Gil Guy sold yeah. a lovely colt yesterday, um, and uh, I think the full brother last year also uh, sold very well to John Hawke. So uh, nice to see him go well. A couple of good Zoo Star results. Um, our new horse Zoo Satan's been going well. Uh, you know, Nakoni, our um, Magnus, the Victorian boys, so lots of good things happening. How do you manage the son of? So you've got Zusta. How do you how do you work out how to fit in Zusain with mares and so on? How does that work when you've got the father and the son? It, it's pretty easy when it's a stallion like Zusta because there's a, a, a lot of breeders who want to go to Zusta, and maybe the, the mares not quite good enough, or their pockets aren't quite. Um, full enough uh, because the fee's fairly significant so you know going to Zoostar you're 180 grand going to Zoostar 20 grand so the mare that you'd love to send to Zoostar but she doesn't quite um, justify the fee um, she's going to suit the son of and you know that you know the nick's going to work and you know the half sister um, to the good Zoostar horse or something she can go back there so lots of those things yeah. um, it, it makes you, it, you, you connect with the family don't it makes you? it yeah. really yeah. easy uh, and, and I think knowing Zoostar and what mares suit him gives you a bit of an advantage when you then you stand a son of what about balancing that up with you know making sure that they do get you know really strong quality mares as well to to ensure their results are good you know at an early stage because as we know it's a fickle it's a fickle business. If you're not performing as a stallion in your first couple of years, it, uh, it can be a it can be a short road. Yeah, there is a big commitment to your young horses, and mm. particularly sort of first couple of years, to make sure they do get um, enough nice mares, get good numbers and good quality, and so that way they find the way into the right sales and then ultimately into the right stables. Uh, it it is important, but it's not the be all and end all. If a stallion's no good, it doesn't matter what mares you send him. Yeah, um, he's still no good. If a stallion's good, he'll find his way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've seen that with a couple of our younger horses, Gold Standard down here. He's come up with Shizabelta, um, off a very small book of pretty moderate mares. Rebel Danes had a slipper winner, mm. Fireburn, done the same sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, a, a horse like Zusain, it's been fantastic. We've supported him with nice mares. Our clients have done the same. They've sold very, very well. We saw um, fantastic results at Magic Millions, you know, of a 20 grand fee, they're averaging 350 grand or something, and, you know, into big stables and big results, and, you know, plenty of them selling up to 650 grand, 500,000, 450. So all those things have been fantastic, and we've followed it up, classic, and here as well, and, and um, 
that'll sort of continue right the way through. And as I said, they're going into the, the, the proper stable. So every chance for him. Stallions getting a flyer is massive. And Rebel Dane and Sapito is absolutely dead set flying. And I think a little bit um, semi-surprisingly the way he's really nailed it for some, probably not you. But before we talk about them, I think the most exciting thing that's happened in Victorian breeding in recent years is the Widden brand is now part of the Victorian uh, breeding industry here as well. Just tell us about how that, uh, it's only, I think, two years in, and I want to ask you about the stallion that everyone's looking forward to the progeny coming through, and that's Russian Camelot. Um, how's the Victorian arm of Widden going? Yeah, I mean, we've got sort of equal number of stallions based across the, the two farms, so it's very important to us. I think we served over a 1,000 mares at Wynn Victoria last season, um, which was fantastic. So uh, it's probably been easier than I thought. Um, Has it been something you were wanting to do for a while and then the opportunity arose? Yeah, we'd looked at um, expanding the business and, you know, uh, expanding our footprint and the economies to scale. So having looked at, uh, you know, Queensland and looked at a place up there, um, and we hadn't been looking at Victoria for a while, and it was just when the opportunity presented, I think we were ready to pounce, and certainly um, taking over the um, farm we have at um, Riddles Creek, uh, the team we've put together, the stands we've inherited and added to the farm. Um, yeah, we're, we're really pleased, and, you know, it's a, a big decision, a long-term play, but I think it's a pretty good one at the moment. I think Russian Camelot, excites a lot of people because of the exotic story about him being Northern Hemisphere bred. And, and he's also a little bit of a point of difference. Historically, um, Widden has been a source of amazing speed, hasn't it? Back to Todman and Marsgay and Bletchingly and General to DM, Northern Media, all of them, Zoo Star, Trapeze Artist now as well. But So it has been very much a speed capital type farm. But Russian Camelot kind of represents a, a really nice venture sideways a little bit for Widden. Yeah, it certainly does. Um uh, he's an exciting horse because he's an exciting horse. Yeah. You know, as a racehorse, he he was just that. And what he did on the track, there were those wow moments um, that sort of stay with you. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and that's a special thing. Uh, it's he's a special horse, and I think um, Victoria was his right home. So to be able to come to Victoria, make a big statement, secure. Um, you know, Russian Camelot, and there was plenty of competition from particularly, you know, other hunter studs in New Zealand, um, and keep him here in Victoria, uh, I think it's really important for us uh, to launch our brand and make a statement, um, and the support's been fantastic, so his foals look look really cool. Because um, he's a cool-looking horse. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's sort of, there's something about them, you know, there's, they're just different gravy. Um, they're intelligent, they move beautifully, they just float, and we're really excited about coming here next year um and yeah the russians are coming and uh oh you've already so- got the pressure oh. <laughs> do they look like him although they, in, in context they, of global <laughs> affairs at the moment you want to be a little bit careful about that are they, are they carbon copies in terms of appearance uh yeah yeah they're they're really nice horses and yeah. and they 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 carry themselves very well uh, add to that doubtland a speed horse um not a single doubt hawks's um, you know that's very much tried and tested for Widden, so we're in we're in good shape. Um, you know we're going to turn up with Dirty Work and and some of the other boys we've added. So uh, yeah, it's a, a big year next year at the sales with a, um, some new stallions, and you know we're really going to. Dirty Work's a very pretty horse too. So good looking wh- horse. What probably. about the next decade? And and I think whatever Widden does reflects what the wider 
ebb and flow of the, the general racing and breeding industry in Australia as well. So we're seeing a little bit of a break away from pure speed in, at, at a lot of farms and there's been a, a, bit, a little bit of a counterbalance you know, through the Dundeals and the Tavistocks and uh, the Shockings and, and some of the, the Australian stands as well that are doing well. If you were to envisage the next decade for Widden, would it be the same theme of speed or do you, you feel like you're sort of branching a bit sideways in that respect as well? Well, speed's something we do very well in Australia and I think... Um, uh, it is our strength, and I've always tried to play to that. Um, and, and with a lot of imported stays coming down, um, it is a difficult place to go. But the market's there, and if you've got a horse that can r- run a trip, certainly as two and three year old before you're getting into the um, into the older horses, you do have a good window and a lot of prize money. So whilst you have so much money on offer. Um, not just for the sprinters, but for the milers and, and as the horses get out into classic distance, I think there's room for all of them. And, you and know, Russian Camelot's the perfect toe in the water there, isn't he? Well, he certainly is, you know. I mean, uh, he came down here, he was a two-year-old when he won his first start and, um, you know, to go through as a first Northern Hemisphere stallion to or, or racehorse to come out and win a derby um, was pretty special and you know, he had great speed um, to go with it and, and tactical speed. So, yeah, I think he's hopefully a horse that can, you know, get us those really nice milers and, and, and horses that can carry that class. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's certainly, um, as you say, a, a bit of a, a newer venture for us, but a very exciting one. Hey, Anthony, something that we touched on in the crossover was um, the role that the, the staff play in looking after these horses. And, um, it's, a, I guess, a side of the industry that a lot of people don't see, how closely these handlers work with the horses. And, you know, when you're out here, you see just how professional they are and also what great chemistry they have with one another. Just tell us a little bit about how important that is at home, that they're well-educated and, um, you know, their genuine care for the love of the animal. And they have a lot of fun in these little <laughs> trips away, the staff, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is hard work. Um, there's no doubt about it, but it's great fun. And it's a, an amazing team, very tight knit team, and and everyone um, in the team they you know they expect the other guys to do their job, and and um, uh, but they all support each other as well. I, I guess um, we're very lucky. Some of the people um, that have worked for Widden, and, and you know a lot of them come as younger staff who um, may not necessarily have loved school, or that you know they 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 mightn't um, want to work in an office, or they mightn't. You know, want to deal with too many public, but they love animals and they care about their horses, and they find a place and they grow and thrive. And seeing um, you know young people who come to work for us go and do great things is something we're really proud of. And we've had some um, fantastic graduates of Widden over the years. We've got a great team. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a very big thing about the the industry. We do employ a lot of people, um, and you know they're not always people that would maybe find work in other areas but when they find work in the horse industry um, they really apply themselves they love it they can thrive and I think that's really important particularly when you're talking to governments and and uh, alike about our industry um, we are an employment industry we're an export industry and we're an entertainment industry and um, you know it's important we we keep that message going the staff crisis that we is highlighted mostly through racing stables. Is that also a factor in the in the in the breeding stables? And when you mentioned you're talking to government, where are we at with the four five seven visa situation? Yeah, there's there's lots of challenges around um, 
staff, you know, very labour-intensive uh, industries, you know, more than um, 100 people employed by Widden, so it's a lot of ways to pay every week. Um, and we're always looking for the next keen young person we can take into our system and train them up, experience them, uh, uh, give them that, that opportunity to grow and thrive. And you know, some, of, some of my best people have started with me, never put a head collar on, and now they're you know, my yearling manager. Um, uh, he's 25 years old. He came to me. He loved racing. He followed the form. He loved horses. He had never put a head collar on. He's now really well played, really highly skilled in high demand, and there's a lot of those great stories. So, yes, we need to um, work on visas and getting staff in, but more than that, we want to really focus on um, on upskilling our own people and attracting them to, to our industry. So there's some, some great um, stuff happening in that space as well. Um, uh, TBA has got a fast track, which is a great uh, thing where if you want to work in the horse industry and you've never really, you don't even have to put a head collar on, you've been to Pony Club, you, they go through the TAFE and they'll give you Certificate 3, Certificate 4 horse handler. Um, you'll be taught how to handle uh, horses safely, how to hook the float up. Um, they'll t- talk to you about um, managing your money, mental health, take you in through the TAFE um, and then on to farm training. And within 12 months um, through Fast Track, you'll be you know, very well skilled in the um, breeding industry. And some of the kids we've had come through that course have been fantastic. have got a young boy who's in Ireland at the Irish National Start at the moment who was an electrician in Sydney. Um, he loved racing. Uh, whatever check he got, he bought shares in racehorses. He uh, loved listening to racing radio and reading the form guide, but he'd never touched a horse. Uh, 18 months later, he's doing the Irish National Stud course. Um, he's led yearlings through the ring. Mm. He's led stands in the barn. He can fix a fuse. He, he, he has fixed the fuses at Widden and rewired a couple of houses, but don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm uh, sure he's been well <laughs> utilised in that. Hey, just before we let you go, and Tom Riley at TBA has done an amazing job. Uh, they've got to be congratulated with the way it ties. It sounds like a lot of stuff are trained on the farm, but others come from other avenues. Totally unrelated question to anything, but I've, uh, I was at dinner with a few racing people last night. We were talking about American stallions and how the dirt horses don't work here and all that sort of thing. I fell in love with a horse recently, and I just wanted to get your opinion on because I think it's the greatest horse I've ever. Have you? How much of Flightline did you see during his career? Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Uh, I saw him win his first start, and I con- contacted a sort of good friend and said, "This is a horse you should buy." And uh, we've watched. Damn it. Him, we watched him very closely. There, um, yeah, he is some horse, and you know, to see. Have you ever his, seen a better one? His Breeders' Cup romp. Um, uh, no, probably, certainly not that American horse, mm. and um, you know he, he he's sort of pretty special. Um, and you know I know the American race is different, and they win by big margins, um, and they run a very different pattern of race. Um, but yeah, he's he's a pretty wow horse. Mm. Uh, Anthony, it's a really important week for the uh, the racing industry, especially here in Victoria. Appreciate you dropping by, and congr- congratulations on all the success of winning in recent times, and all the best for the future. And if there's any Sangers left, yeah. Lunch is good. Lunch is good. If there is, you'll find them, Matt. <laughs> the Villies pies. 
Oh, I nailed them on yeah, the first day. Yeah. They're, they're outstanding. <laughs> we were, I was trying to educate young men here on the in the art of the brazen tent walk-in when the, folks like you don't really know if a mug like me is your next client or just someone scrounging oh, for food. So you can get a bit of a good run through the tents here, can't you? Yeah. The thing is, as a horse breeder, we're not going to judge anyone. <laughs> you never know who's going to buy your next horse. So. <laughs> uh, it's a good result for many of us, I think. Hey, uh, Anthony, appreciate your time. Good luck for the rest of the sale. Uh, cheers, boys. Anthony Thompson.